0: Listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian, Christian radio station. We have got ooh, 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 <laughs> on the line. Um, Numsana, it's twelve minutes after the hour, one o'clock. Uh, Numsana, how are you today?
1: I'm um, fantastic. Thanks so much, Muzi. How
0: are you? Uh, we are great. We are great. And how is the family?
1: Ah, uh, no, family's They're they're doing good. Had a bit of a rough weekend, but uh, everything was uh, sorted out at the end. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we thank God for that.
0: Yeah, to God
1: be the glory. And what would
0: you, uh, we're asking the listeners on the first hour, what would you rate your weekend uh, out of 10?
1: Mm, I think I would give it a six. (laughs)
0: Six, another six. (laughs) Uh, We hope that by connecting with the Midday Hangout, by the end of the week, you will have a better week, um, uh, all by the grace of God.
1: Uh, most definitely i believe this
0: week is going to be an awesome one so let's dive into it we are talking all things networking throughout the month of february that's what we've been uh, centering our conversation on and today we are on the subject how to make money from your network uh please align us there how do we do that
1: yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of all of this, right? We've been discussing various parts of networking mm-hmm. and, you know, wanted to save this one for last, you know, for those who are able to keep keep with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, finally to actually hear about how do you then take all of this information and start making money. Mm. Because at the end of the day, it is all about making money, right? If you're in business, um, or whether you are, you know, it's about making money, you know, and, and it's not I don't I don't making money is a bad thing, especially because the way that money is earned nowadays you know it is an exchange of value right uh. um you know you're providing value and your value is uh, you know i like the equation i also have them my book. the equation of value is you know it's um your time multiplied by the effort that you put in right um so Time multiplied by effort equals value, right? And then when you've created this value now, you want other people to recognize the value that you created and you know they recognize that by giving you money in exchange. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people who are at work they feel very frustrated is because internally they know that the value they're providing is not equal to the money that they're being paid. And if ever you find yourself in that situation, pretty soon you're gonna get frustrated because internally you know the amount of time and the effort that you're exerting, so you understand the value. Value that you're creating, and if people don't pay you according to the value that you're creating, you start getting you know very frustrated, and then it's not fair. You know, it's not right. People should be paid according to the value that they are providing. But when it comes to business, you know, it gets a bit difficult because you can be creating value, you can be spending a lot of time creating something, but if you're not able to, if that value does not you know enrich the lives of the people that you're trying to sell to in one way or another, mm-hmm. that's when your business is not making money, mm. or maybe your business is providing value and you're still not making money and yeah. the reason for that is what want, i want us to talk about today is probably because you're not communicating your value enough um, mm. effectively or to the right people right mm. and networking now does that now you've got this value that you're creating you're really good you spend time creating those products you spend time creating this thing that will solve someone's problems mm. next you need to communicate that value effectively you need to communicate it to the right people such that now because they see the value that you're providing for them, they cannot give you money on a consistent basis. And once you figure that out, now you've got a business that is consistent because people usually get lost here. You've got your value wondering why people are not coming. It's about communicating that value. That's Mm -hmm. why there is such a thing called marketing and advertising. But when you're a small business, you don't have hundreds of thousands of millions to spend on advertising so that you can communicate your value effectively. Mm -hmm. That is why now you have to look to networking. You have to create a community of people with whom you communicate the value of your offering such that they buy from you because they understand your value or they get other people to buy from you. Mm. And that is how you use your network to make money. But of course I mean we're gonna get into some of the details of it, but that is really the overview of what we're trying to do when we're creating a community of people who understand the value of our product and therefore who are willing to buy from us or, you know, get other people to buy from us. Mm.
0: And what's the first step there in terms of making sure that I make money uh, from my network?
1: All right, so the first step is something that, um, you know, understanding a concept that I, you know, I came up with in my book, hmm. um, and I call it the, the, the optimum demand capacity, right? The, okay. the, the ODC. ODC um,
0: yeah.
1: And basically what the optimal demand capacity is, it is the demand or the number of customers that your business needs to attain for it to, um, you know, to function and and, and be sustainable. Basically, that means that in order for me to be able to cover my expenses, such that my business actually keeps afloat, Mm -hmm. how many customers should I get? I know usually people are used to the break-even point. So the break-even point is basically saying how much money do you need to make in order for you to cover all of your expenses. Because if you make that much money, at least you, you know your business is going to keep on continuing because you're covering all the expenses of, of your business's operations. Mm-hmm. However, mine is slightly different because mine does not just look at the money that you need to make. Mine looks at the number of customers, how many customers, you know, you need to be sitting down and determining writing down, okay, how many customers do I need on average or spending how much money on average so that I'm covering all of my expenses and ensuring that my business is the Mm sustainable now now that you when when you get that particular number so you know let's say i need 50 customers who are spending on average 50 rand um a a, a day in order for me to reach by you know my um you know cover all of my expenses Mm -hmm. now that you know that you need you need those 50 customers what you need to do then is start to develop a network or a community that will ensure that you will at least get a minimum of 50 customers a month, and immediately when you're not getting 50 customers a month, you don't need anyone to tell you that your business is in trouble. You know this because um, you've put that minimum. That in, if anything, if all else fails, I need to have a minimum of 50 customers, and that is what your optimum demand capacity is. Okay. What you know? What is the number of customers that your business needs? To and a lot of the small businesses don't do this. We just go out there, we put stuff on social media, and we just hope that we get customers. How many customers (laughs) do you need? And with with your ODC, what's cool about it is that when you start now making more, you know, getting more customers than 50, you go to 51, 52, 53, you automatically know that you're now starting to make a profit. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're able to now set targets based on that. How many customers do I need? And when you've got this number of customers now, then you can start focusing on, how much money how much time how much effort am i going to employ to make sure that i do get these customers because if i don't my business is toast you know so for me that is a good point you know calculate um how to get your optimum demand capacity i mean you know a good example for this would be for example if you're a plumber you know you ask yourself um how many clients a day do you need to have in order for your business to break even you know, do you need to be servicing about two customers a day? Do you need to be servicing five customers a day? But it's important for you to know, right, so that you can spend the time that needs to be spent in order for you to make sure that you always, always have those minimum customers to month. Mm.
0: So it's about setting uh, reasonable targets for yourself as well.
1: Most definitely. And it is a reasonable target because, you know, sometimes we, we think our oh, deal is so great that it's going to be bought by 1,000 people. Yeah, mm. look. It might be so great that it could be 5,000 people, but that is a very hard target for you to reach, you know. And it's probably going to take you a couple of months, a couple of great campaigns, a couple of viral videos for you to get there. Mm-hmm. But before you, you you try and get there, let's start with the minimum, right? Let's start with saying you've got a cost of about, you know, maybe if you count your electricity, you count your, you know, where you work, mm-hmm. um, and maybe the rental, you count your own salary, and maybe you count the salary of the one person who's helping you. Mm-hmm. Though let's say that amount comes up to fifty thousand, right? So you know every month I need to be making at least fifty thousand in order to cover my expenses. Now you go and say, okay, what is the minimum number of customers that I need in order to be able to cover that fifty thousand? You know, so you're setting a real a realistic customer. Then you find out, oh, I actually only need twenty customers to get there. Yes, one day I'll get to a thousand, but for now, let me make sure that in the first uh, twelve first fifteen days of the month, I get my minimum. You know number of customers and then once i've gotten them then i can spend the rest of my efforts trying to make sure that i'm starting to generate a profit right so it, 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 it's a really great sanity check and it gives you you know uh, you, you're able to celebrate the the the, the, the small wins Right. Mm. you've gotten here it's good yes it's not even a thousand but you've covered your bases now we can focus on actually getting those customers that are going to make us a lot of money mm.
0: This is brilliant, this is brilliant. So now how do I use this principle, this optimal demand uh, capa- capa- capacity to then, um, to t- how do I use it in alignment with my ne- network to get to my OD- ODC?
1: All right. So, yeah, and again, you know, there's many ways in, in which you can get your ODC. You know, mm. I mean, if you've got a great, um, marketing budget or you've got great marketing experience if you've got 10,000 or maybe 100,000 followers um, you know on Instagram then it's easier right you use what you have in order for you to get those minimum number of customers but the majority of us don't have such a following we don't have 100,000 to spend over market, on our marketing we don't have good marketing experience so what do we do right? and that's why a lot of them uh, the lo- large companies if you look at the the, the, the bank the, the bank statements or the financial statements of large companies Apart from salaries, you find that marketing or advertising is one of their biggest expenses. This is because they understand that they need to acquire customers. Customer acquisition and customer retention are two of the most important things that a, a business needs to be doing. But we don't have all of that money and all of that uh, are gonna calculate all of that for us. So this is where networking comes in. So now I know that I need to have about 20 customers a month, right? So the next step would be then, how do I then form a network of people or a community of people who understand the value of my offering such that they then become my customers or mm-hmm. that they refer me to people who could be my customers, right? So then what you do then, you, you know, we, we spoke about it last week that you, you, when you're growing your network, you can either grow it in terms of width or in terms of depth, right? Mm-hmm. Width, we said, are the number of people that are directly your contact, right? Um, whether it's a contract because you know them or whatever it is, you know, the number of of, of people that you form business relationships with, Mm -hmm. you know, that becomes the width of your network. Now, when those people start referring the people they know to you, that is when your network starts growing in depth, right? Mm -hmm. So what you want to do firstly, you want to make sure that you make enough business relationships with people who can at least help you reach your ODC, right? Mm -hmm. So if I need 20 customers, um, you know, obviously, the one thing you can try and do is to try and form relationships with 20 different people, right? Maybe if you can, you have that time, but it's hard, right? But what you, you know, an alternative to that is, you know, you build solid relationships with five people. You make sure that they understand the value proposition. And if they're your customers, then that's great. They can buy from you. You've got five customers. You only need 15 more. And then what you do from there, because they understand the value of your offering and because it's valuable to them, you know, you need to apply all these things within teaching over the week. Because you're valuable to them, because you're giving to them first, they're then in a position to say, you know what, actually, I'm going to take your offering and I'm going to post it on my status. Or I'm going to actually tell two people that I know about your offering, right? Mm-hmm. And if each of the five people tell two people, you know, then, you know, you've got 10 more. Right and, 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 and that is one of the ways in which you can use your network to reach your ODC. Right? Either you can, you know, form direct relationships with all the twenty people that you need, or you can form with, you know, a, a smaller group and you make sure that they then start referring other people to buy from you. And that becomes very powerful because if you can do that, um, then you are assured that be- Even before you post on Facebook, even before you post on Instagram, even before you, you know, you pay for Google AdSense or Google AdWords, you know that you've got your minimum customers covered because you spend time cultivating this network, right? These Mm -hmm. people understand what you're doing. They need your product or they keep telling people about your product. And in that way, you've got a solid ODC covered through your network. So. That is how, you know, I mean, there's so much to it. Again, you know, it's hard to summarize, but, you know, that is how I would summarize, you know, using or developing your network in order to get closer and closer to your ODC. Mm.
0: Wow. Um, And then now when I've actually um, calculated that and I've come up with a number, how do I then maintain the retention of those clients that I've uh, calculated to win and I've started to win those clients uh, those clients. So obviously, for every business to 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 make a substan- a substantial growth in their finances or uh, their footprint, I have got to s- somehow uh, be able to retain those customers. How do I maintain a, a, a consistent customer retention?
1: All right. Yeah, that's a fantastic question, and it's so important. Um, one of the things that I believe kills a lot of small businesses is a lack of customer retention. Right. The customer retention calculation is one of the most important calculations when it comes to measuring business success. That is basically calculate how many people are repeat buyers, how many people who bought from you last time come back to buy from you how many people who use your services come back to use your services again? Whether or not they're buying the same thing or using the same service, they're coming back to you for a reason. So you have to make sure that you, you have a good customer retention. Because in the example we made, let's say you've got your five people and they each refer other people to you and you reach your 20 customers for that month. What if next month they don't come to you? What if next month they buy from somewhere else? You know, and that's where customer retention becomes so key. Yes, you've got your network. Yes, they bought from you once. And a lot of small businesses suffer with this. You do your launch. We like your, your logo. We like your Shikanyama. You know, it's it's it's, it's 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 vibing. We all go there for one week. And then you're great. You're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to buy myself a BMW. I'm making hundreds of thousands. And then <laughs> after two months, nobody comes to you anymore. You know, and that's why a lot of small businesses, they start, but they, 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 they fail after some time because they have not grasped the importance of, you know, customer retention yes. or how to get about, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, retaining your customers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like to look at it from this premise, right? So these people that you have identified who are, who, who are your potential customers, they need to be buying this thing from someone. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, if they if it's something that you know they constantly need, yes. Sometimes, of course, it's different when it's it's not something that they they should they, they buy over and over. But if it is something that they buy over and over, they don't have to be buying that thing from somewhere. I right? You just need to make sure that they're buying it from you. Right. And that's what you know, customer retention, that's where customer retention comes in. There are certain strategies that you can employ in order to make sure that those people come back and buy from you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, there's there's, there's, there's a a list, you know, that I want to go through now. I mean, it's not an exhaustive list, but here's a number of things uh, that you can do in order to, to increase your chances or to employ as your customer retention strategy, right? Firstly, you need to maintain communication with them, right? Whether it's through emails whether it's through WhatsApp. Nowadays, you know, there's WhatsApp business. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you can maybe post weekly blogs. You know, maybe you can, you know, if you've got an app, you can send them notifications through your app. It's so good to keep communicating with your customers. I know we, we see a lot of companies doing this, and we're wondering, they're not doing it for their good health. Mm-hmm. Like, where every now and then they send you an email, where every now and then they send you, you know, you open an account and Mr. Price, every now and then they're going to say, hey, there's this special, hey, there's this, this. It's constant communication. They are imposing a relationship on you through communication, right? And they know that sooner or later that, that you, you, Mr. Price is going to end up getting into your subconscious, right? Because they're constantly communicating with you when they've got a new t-shirt, when they've got a new cap you know, such that in your subconscious, the day you do need a cap, the day you do need a T-shirt and you're passing through these stores, you're going to feel led to going to Mr. Price without you even noticing it because we have kept on this constant communication with you because human beings are are, are, are communication. By nature, we like communication, you know? So maintain communication with them. I mean, if it's small, it gives you even a better advantage because you can be a bit more in-depth about your communication. you know, hi, how was the product? Did you enjoy it? Did you have some problems with it? You think we should add something. Hey, by the way, if ever you need something else, we also are selling this. Hey, yes. by the way, we also have this upkeep. I I I've, I've bought from so many small businesses, but I've never had this, right? Mm-hmm. Custom communication is very, very important. And if you don't want to bother them by sending them direct messages, every now and then maybe release a blog and, and send them a link and so, say, hey, by the way, hey, here's some you know, new in, you know, interesting recipes. Maybe you're selling food. And then you communicate some recipes to them, right? even if they don't use those recipes, but you're in their lives because you're communicating with them. Very, very important, constant communication. Mm. Second one would be, you know, offering them a free product, you know, as part of a loyalty program, right? Mm. Again, the human mind is, um, um, uh, it's, it's, you see a lot of, for example, I remember when we were in university and there were, you know, all these businesses that wanted us to, you know, to, to sign with them, at, you know, bursaries or in the future. They are always come with three Ds, Right? And you wonder, why are they coming free? They're giving you a pen. They're giving you a cap. Again, they're not just doing this on oh, the goodness of their hearts. They understand that when you give somebody something free, they've got this, uh, they develop an automatic um, desire to reciprocate in one way or another. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Right? It's just the way the, the human mind is, 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 is wired. Right? So you want to have loyalty programs. You want them to earn some points. You want them to have something free after the fifth time they've bought from you. These things are very important because these are the things that draw people to you over and over again. It's not just that I bought and they charge my money. They're happy. They're thinking about me. They're considering me. This is is what goes through the minds of the customer. So that's very important. You know, again, status, people like status, Um, you know, offer them some sort of status, you know, call them your VIP customer, right? Um, You know, Tell them that, you know, after buying from you five times, they're now, you know, no longer in normal level, they're premium level, and they gain access to something else. People like growing, you know, going up a ladder. Mm. right um it's the same as with followers you know we want to have followers so that i can have hundred thousand. and you see you know youtube um doing this and a lot of other social media platforms doing this Where when you reach ten thousand followers they give you some sort of a trophy right yeah it's, it's just, people want that people want that sort of um uh, uh, i attained this goal by engaging with this company so you want to give them some sort of you know um upward trajectory in their in, in buying from you you know and, you know, the, the the one that's really obvious, um, and and it will never get old, offer them great service. Mm-hmm. You know, offer them great service. Go above and beyond. You know, do things that you would not normally do. Even if you feel like they don't deserve it, mm-hmm. make sure that you offer excellent service, because that is one of the biggest keys for them to come into you again. Mm-hmm. I've passed a few stores or a few power shops, Simply because I know that one gives me a certain kind of service. And this is what you want to wire in the minds of your customers. That yeah, of course I can buy this thing from somewhere else. Because trust me, you're not the only one selling that thing. Yes, so you have to be yes, doing yes. something special to make sure that after they've tasted you, they want to keep coming back. And these are some of the things that you need to do. And, you know, offering them great service is always going to be, you know, at the top of the list.
0: Um, a side note there, Mr. um we have got uh, services like MailChimp. Would I then also use those kind of services to then follow up in terms of emails um, as a platform to uh, to reach out to my customers in a way to retain them? No, most definitely, I
1: use MailChimp. You know, Mm -hmm. I use MailChimp myself, it's very good. You're able to customize an email, make it look pretty, um, put your logo, and you're able to send it, you know, to uh, a number of people. You know, I send it to, like, uh, you know, members in my group. So it comes to, like, thousands, you know, I I can't be possibly sending thousands of emails. But Mm -hmm. what's cool is that through MailChimp, even if you're sending a thousand emails, you can still, you know, personalize the name, you know. It won't just come and say, hello, customer. You know, it will say, hello, Tamba or whoever it is, you know, so MailChimp, you know, I definitely recommend it. But, you know, learn things like that, you know, go into your your, your Google and you know, Google things like that. How can I keep good communication, constant communication with my customers? You'll find that there's so many apps that you can use that are so good, right? Uh, sometimes you might want to engage with them. Sometimes, you know, there, there are some apps where you, you send um, a poll where you're asking them some questions, right? And it's interesting because, you know, all of a sudden, this person wants to know what I would add, what I would change in their product. It's something new, it's something fresh. People like that sort of engagement. So I would definitely recommend Mailchimp, and you know, and I'd also encourage you. I mean, it's, we're not advertising Mailchimp. There are others. So I would be like, uh, you know, just yes. Google them and see what works for you. But there's so many services out there where you don't have to write email by email unless you want to and you've got the time to. But you can definitely do that. And again, with Mailchimp, you can even you know spend one day and You know, maybe you make five or four emails and it will send it, you know, and then you, you schedule them, you know, every Monday, you know, it sends, you know, the ones you've scheduled through, right? Just to make sure that you are keeping that constant communication with them.
0: Wow, and that then uh, makes it uh, inclusive for the customer because now if they have got views on your product, then at the end of the day, it makes them love your product even more. Thank you for that, um Dogoso. And then uh, from there, we have got uh, the power of referrals. Uh, what part does referrals play in terms of um, making sure that I maximize on, on my network?
1: All right. I always like to go, um, you know, like... Like making quotes when it comes to network networking <laughs> because there's so many quotes out there just to show that this thing is so important. You know, I like one thing that uh, Sally Crouch said. No, she said networking is the number one unwritten rule of success in business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that. She said networking is the number one unwritten rule of success in business. This is how it gets done. I mean, over the past few weeks, we've spoken about how networking can help you get funding. You know, we've spoken about how even people like Mark Zuckerberg—it was because of networking through, you know, Sean Parker that he was able to, you know, um, you know, get his first funding. So it's so true in so many ways, and it also applies when you're trying to get customers, right? And in terms of using your network to get customers so that you can make money, you know, um, this is where the, the arts of or power of referral comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. I believe we've all heard the fact that, you know, word of mouth is the best form of marketing, you know. Mm-hmm. I knew this even when I was in primary school. But yeah, word of mouth is the best form of marketing. But the problem is uh, most of us just hope this will happen. We just, you know, make a great product and we just hope that other you know people will tell other people about you. Sometimes it does happen, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people really forget about you because they're not out here to make you rich. They here to live their lives, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then through networking, what you can do, you can actually now start getting, you know, gaining control of this powerful phenomenon. You're not just hoping about word of mouth through networking. You can actually control the fact that there is word of mouth. You know, stats actually show that people are more likely to buy something if it was referred by someone they know, right? Mm-hmm. And if they were not, if they're on the fence about it, you know, they are way more likely. I think it's like two times more likely, if not two times more likely, to buy something referred by someone they know so when you're building a network you're trying to take a you know advantage of this powerful phenomenon and say okay so they're going to buy from people that they know i've got people how can i get these people of mine in my network to you know get their people to buy from me right in essence how do i get them to you know refer my product to the people they know so that the people they know can buy from me and if you can get that right you know, and you can, you know, start getting, uh, like, for example, I always say, you've got five people, they refer five more people, and you, you know, make sure that you, you do what we said today with those five people. You, you give them good service, you show them your value, you communicate your value, you communicate with them, then over time, they're going to refer their five people, and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what, you know, takes you from, you know, 50 customers to thousands of customers. Don't think it's just going to happen. Take the helm of it. Make sure you're in control of it. And that's the power of what networking can get you even with your initial five people you can even get to a thousand customers because of you know the power of referrals but referrals don't just happen you know you have to make sure that you put things in place so that referrals can happen one of the things you can put in place is what we spoke about it you know before under customer retention yes you know when you treat them this way one of the you know the best part of the fact that they're probably going to come and buy from you again but the secondary effect is that they're also probably going to tell other people about you. But let's say they're not going to tell other people about you. This is then where you need to take it a step further. Mm-hmm. Right. I always say that, you know, in fact, this was said by um, Andy Lukumal. I don't know if you know him. I think he's the one who, I'm, a, he, he has, I'm an entrepreneur. I remember we were both speaking at, at one event together. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he says he's learned is learned is is that, you know, a lot of business is lost or a lot of, Small businesses lose a lot of customers by just selling to them, right? Mm-hmm. People come to you, you make, they buy your T-shirt, you make the sale, and then you let them go. You missed out on so much because that person inherent in them could know four more people who need your product. Yes. And because they would have been told by them, they would have been more likely to buy from you. Right than even the, the the first customer was, right? So when you gain the customer, you need to understand that the, the the sale that you make needs to be the secondary benefit. The primary benefit should be the potential to get more sales through that person. Right? So when you give great value to that person, you give great service to that person. Afterwards, you need to ask them if they know anyone else who might need your product or who might be interested in your product. Mm-hmm. And again, you might not do this on the, on the exact day you're selling. Maybe when, you, you know, when you, you're following up and you're keeping that relationship going, you get to a point you're like, oh, by the way, um, if you really like our product, it would be really great if you think of two or three people who might also like our product yes. and maybe we can contact them directly. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now I've got three more people I can contact and say, by the way, I was referred to you by Muzi. Um, he, he he said you might be interested in this product. You know, he said it's great, you know, and, and and just like that. Oh, Muzi said that actually, yo, I would be interested in that because of ABCD. And yes. just like that, you gain three more customers. Right. But those three customers selling to them, again, need to be secondary. Right. Because the primary aim should be to get more customers from them mm-hmm. and then et cetera and then et, yes. et cetera. And then, etc. So that's the power of referrals. But don't wait for them to just happen automatically. Get in front of it. You know, get on the helm of it and apply these strategies because they're going to really help you multiply the number of people that you know you can convert into customers. Yes, some of them you won't convert into customers, but the the efforts that you're spending you know, will definitely be far outweighed by the benefits when you actually do start getting a constant flow of customers. And then you'll get to a place where people just know and just come by from you. And that's what we all want to get to, right? But because we're small businesses, we're not just going to get there by one post, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to actually go through the process of building brand awareness, uh, value communication when it comes to our product. Mm -hmm. People don't buy Nike because they feel like it's going to make them run faster. It's because there's a brand association, a trust when it comes to quality. So that's what you need to build over time and you build this set through a, a, a strategized flow of value communication and that happens through the power of networking. Mm.
0: Wow, you really, really, really have empowered us throughout uh, the month of February as we've been talking all things networking. Uh, just to close up and wrap up the conversation on networking, uh, please wrap it up for us, uh, Mr. Tatoy.
1: Okay, so just to wrap it up, um, We've spoken about you know a number of different um, elements when it comes to networking. You know, firstly, you know we spoke about the importance of building a network. <laughs> you know, in in which we spoke about the importance of people and how you can find the right people around you and where to find the right people around you. Then we also spoke about you know how to build a true network, right? We spoke about the true definition of networking. We spoke about the first steps to building a network and you know how you can put yourself in a place where you can you know start. Um, uh, attracting the, the right people, you know, yes. uh, and and that's so important again, you know uh, I feel like a lot of these are in my book. If you if you're thinking if you're here and you're thinking ah, I missed all of this I was not here before don't worry about it um, I, There is a book that is available and yes. I, I really yes. feel like we can give away I think yeah if We can give away about uh, 10, 10 books for free wow. uh, people can actually go in and actually um, just Yeah, if, if you're interested uh, just get that book, uh, and I think it will help you because it's got everything um, that I've been talking about. Um, and today, of course, we've been talking about the, you know, the, 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 the oh, yeah, build, how do you make money through your network? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of people um, were looking forward to. And I hope it really did make sense um, in terms of how you can practically use the power of networking to convert, you know, your network into customers and ultimately, you know, make money from your network. And then last week, we spoke about, you know, putting the, the work in networking, you know, where we looked at the networking plan, being mm-hmm. a network as an asset, we spoke about the power of leveraging, you know, and lastly, you know, we spoke about growing the width and the depth of your network. So that is a whole summary of what we spoke about this whole month. But uh, in my book, I talk about seven keys to building a profitable network. You know, if you follow those, I have so many people who come to me and say, thank you. I, I had my small business. I followed the the, the, the the steps and, you know, it really changed my business. So, yeah, I really hope you you, you enjoyed this month. And, yeah, next month we can, you know, move on to the next topic.
0: Mm. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Um, Your parting words for today, we are unfortunately out of time. It's 44 minutes in the hour, uh, one o'clock. Uh, what are your parting words today for our listeners?
1: Our words for today would simply be we are living uh, at a time where, according to stats, I was doing research, where the South African public is increasingly growing um, an interest in local brands. Mm. Um, local brands are no longer seen as just, you know, buying local or supporting local. They're actually starting to be seen as a more premium and more, um, you know, ordinary in terms of the things that they would normally buy. So I would really encourage you, know, you, if you've got a business, to really keep on pushing because right now, we're at the cusp of something special because you know we, we're doing away with the Nikes and the that are coming in. Right? Mm. So if you've got an idea, I would encourage you to pursue it and of course, following all the tips that we've been getting.
0: Mm. And how do people connect with you?
1: Right, you can connect with me directly through my website email um it's davoso at davosoh.co.za you can drop me an email there if you've been listening and you're interested in the 365 local which is dropping next week um just email me at uh 365 at davosoh.co.za and then lastly you can connect with me directly via my linkedin that's the founder of 33 innovations Mm -hmm. and yeah i reply quite quickly there um on my linkedin
0: Thank you so much, uh, sir. We really appreciate you plugging us in today, and we are indeed looking forward to our next conversation for the month of March. Uh, we are also uh, had a lot of uh, questions coming through about the 365, a lot of interested business people who want to be a part of that journey, and we are indeed looking to see that happen in the month of March. Uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And that is our resident uh, uh, business uh, plug. You know when you have a plug where you can just connect. He's our fire. Every week when I think that I know everything about business, it just brings up something so amazing. And Douglas Oshatua is the CEO of a company called Philip net uh, You can follow him, especially on his, uh, in what you call it, on his uh, LinkedIn. Uh, that's the best platform for you to connect with him. He is an amazing businessman, amazing entrepreneur and consultant. We are going to be giving out throughout this week, uh, copies of his book. So stay connected to Hope Alive Radio Station. Stay connected to the Midday Hangout. Stay connected to Hope Alive Breakfast to talk to the Drive Time. Throughout all the shows at the station, we will be giving away copies of his book uh, that speaks more detail about networking and how you can maximize.
1: You are listening to Hope
0: Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries. Kenton Park, South Africa.